ஹலோ டியர் ஸ்டூடெண்ட்ஸ் வெல்கம் டு பிஐசிஸ் ஆடியோ லேர்னிங் செஷன் இன் திஸ் செஷன் ஐ எம் கோயிங் டு டிஸ்கஸ் அபவுட் த சினாப்சிஸ் ஆஃப் த மார்ஃபாலஜி ஆஃப் ஃப்ளவரிங் பிளான்ஸ் ஃப்ரம் ஃபஸ்ட் இயர் பியூசி பயாலஜி லெசன் ஃபார் ஈஸி அண்டர்ஸ்டாண்டிங் ஐ எம் டிவைடிங் த என்டையர் லெசன் இன்டூ கன்வீனியன்ட் பார்ட்ஸ் ஐ வாண்ட் த ஸ்டூடெண்ட் டு கோ த்ரூ ஆல் ஆஃப் த பார்ட்ஸ் வித்தவுட் மிஸ்ஸிங் எனி டு கெட் அ கம்ப்ளீட் சினாப்சிஸ் ஐடியா about this particular lesson and this is a very important lesson from the entrance point of view let us start morphology is the study of external forms of organisms all the external features are understood under this separate branch of biology called as morphology a flowering plant in case of angiosperms has two parts namely the root system which is the underground part and the shoot system which is the portion above the ground in this episode in this audio learning session i am going to discuss in detail about the root it is the underground part formed from the radical of the embryo so you know that the root is formed from the radical part of the seed and the shoot system is formed from the plumule now next point root systems are of three types namely tap root system fibrous root system and adventitious root system let's understand each one in detail tap root system it consists of primary roots and its branches are called lateral roots such as secondary roots tertiary roots etc and they are seen in dicot plants primary root is elongated from radical example mustard plant now the second type of root system fibrous root system in monocots primary root is short lived and it is replaced by many roots and they originate from the base of the stem to form fibrous root system example wheat adventitious root system roots that arise from parts other than the radical we call it by the name as adventitious root system usually from where the roots will arise it is from the radical now in case of adventitious root system the roots will arise from other parts other than the radical example grass monstera and banyan tree now let's look into little more details of the root regions of the root can be divided like this root cap followed by region of meristematic activity followed by region of elongation then region of maturation and there are also presence of root hairs now let's understand each one of them in bit more detail root cap it is covering the apex of the root the front portion of the root and what it does it protects the tender apex of the root and it is in thimble shape next region of meristematic activity it lies immediately next to the root cap it is seen above the root cap here the meristematic cells are present and they are very small thin walled with dense protoplasm since they are meristematic cells they undergo continuous repeated cell division next region of elongation region just above the meristematic region is the region of elongation here the cells undergo rapid elongation and enlargement and this helps in growth of the root in length as the cell elongates next region region of maturation it is proximal to elongation zone here the cells differentiate and undergo maturation as per the functions they have to perform next point to remember here with respect to root is root hairs 
root hairs are very fine delicate thread like structures formed from epidermal cells in region behind the region of elongation and what is the function of the root hairs they absorb water and minerals from the soil so which part of the root is actually absorbing the water and the minerals from the soil it is the root hairs now let's look into the modifications of root in some plants roots are modified to perform functions other than absorption and conduction like for example swollen roots are meant for food storage example tap roots of carrot turnip and adventitious roots of sweet potato they do the storage of food prop roots they are the hanging structures that support banyan tree you must have seen so many roots coming out from the branches towards the ground they are called as the prop roots then stilt roots the supporting roots coming out of the lower nodes of the stem are called stilt roots example maize and sugarcane then nematophores the roots that come out of the ground and grow vertically upwards to get oxygen for respiration are called nematophores example rhizophora growing in swampy areas now let's look into the functions of root first function very important function absorption of water and minerals from the soil second they provide proper anchorage to the plant parts because of the roots only the plants gets fixed into the soil and to the ground third point storage of reserve food material that's the modification job that it does then synthesis of plant growth regulators so these are the four important functions of root in the next episode we'll learn the details about stem keep practicing all the best hello dear students welcome to bic's audio learning session in this episode i am going to continue with our discussion regarding morphology of flowering plants with that the study of the stem let us begin stem is the ascending part of the axis that develops from the plumule of the embryo of a germinating seed so from where does the stem arise it arises from the plumule of the embryo of a germinating seed stem bears branches leaves flowers fruits buds buds may be the terminal or may be axillary buds nodes and internodes let's understand what are nodes nodes are the regions of the stem where leaves are born in the plant body what are internodes the region between the two nodes are called internodes young stem is generally green in color and later often they become woody and become dark brown in color now let's look into the functions of stem first function spreading out branches bearing leaves flowers and fruits are the most important function of the stem next it conducts water minerals and photosynthetates third function they help in food storage support protection as well as vegetative propagation now next let us learn about modifications of stem stem is modified for food storage stem tendrils thorns phylloclade stolon offset and sucker are the different modifications of the stem 
Let us understand each one of them in a bit more detail. First one for food storage. Underground stems of potato, ginger, turmeric, colocasia etc. are the examples of the modifications of stem for food storage. They also act as organs of pernation to tide over unfavorable conditions during the process of growth. Next, stem tendrils. The slender and spirally coiled structures formed from axillary buds. They help plants to climb, which we usually call as the climbers. Example, gods like cucumber, pumpkin, watermelon and grape vines. Third modification, thorns. They are woody, straight and pointed structures developed from axillary buds. And what is their function? They protect plants from browsing animals. Otherwise the plant body is eaten away or the plant is being destroyed by the grazing animals. So therefore this thorn helps in protecting the plant. Example citrus plant, bougainvillea, etc. Next, phyloclade. What is phyloclade? It's a green, flattened or fleshy cylindrical stem containing chlorophyll for the process of photosynthesis. Usually, the leaves will undergo the process of photosynthesis. In case of phyloclades, they contain chlorophyll for the process of photosynthesis. And they are found in some plants of arid regions. Example, Opuntia. Flattened stem is present in Opuntia. And Euphorbia. Cylindrical stem is present in Euphorbia. Next type of modification under study, Stolon. It's a slender lateral branch that arises from the base of the main axis. And after growing aerially, for some time, they arch downwards to touch the ground. They are called by the name as stolons. Example, mint and jasmine. Next modification, offset. It is a lateral branch with short internodes and each node bearing a rosette of leaves and a tuft of roots. Example, Aquatic plants like Pistia and Acornia. The last type of modification of stem under study, Sucker. The lateral branches that originate from the basal underground part of the main stem are called suckers and it grows horizontally beneath the soil and come out obliquely upwards giving rise to leafy shoots. Example, Banana pineapple and chrysanthemum. Underground stem of grass, strawberry etc. spread to new nicks. When older parts die, new plants are formed out of it. So that's about our study regarding the stem. In the next episode, let us learn the details about the leaf. Keep practicing. All the best. Dear students, welcome to BIC's audio learning session. In this session, let us continue to understand regarding the study of leaf from the chapter of morphology in flowering plants from our first PUC biology lesson. The leaf. What is leaf? It is a lateral flattened structure born on the stem. Leaf develops at nodes and bears a bud in its axil. The axillary bud later develops into a branch. Leaves originate from shoot apical meristems and are arranged in acropetal order.
what is acropetal order the leaves or the flowers produced in order from the base upwards so that the youngest star at the apex now opposite of this is basipetal order what is basipetal order the leaves or the flowers produced in order from the apex downwards so that the youngest ones are at the base next point leaves are the important vegetative organs for the process of photosynthesis now let's understand about the different parts of the leaves a typical leaf has three main parts what are these three main parts leaf base petiole lamina let's understand each one of them in bit more detail leaf base with this the leaf is attached to stem it may bear two lateral small leaf like structures called stipules so what are stipules two lateral small leaf like structure attached to the leaf is called stipules in monocots the leaf base expands into a sheath covering the stem partially or completely in some leguminous plants the leaves may be swollen if it is swollen then it is called pulvinous this is the point to remember next part petiole petiole helps to hold the leaf blade to light long thin flexible petioles allow leaf blades to flutter in wind that is make movement in wind thereby cooling leaf and bringing fresh air to leaf surface the third part lamina otherwise called the leaf blade the green expanded part with veins and veinlets is called the lamina or the leaf base the middle prominent vein is called midrib veins provide rigidity to lamina and act as channels of transport for water minerals and food materials next venation it is a arrangement of veins and veinlets in the leaf lamina it may be of two types reticulate venation parallel venation reticulate venation here the veinlets form a network and it is seen in dicotyledon plants parallel venation here the veins run parallel to each other within a lamina it is seen in monocotyledons now let's look into the different types of leaves leaves are majorly classified into two types simple leaf and compound leaf what is simple leaf let's understand here the leaf lamina is entire and when incised the incisions do not touch the midrib that is a simple leaf compound leaf in compound leaf the incisions of the lamina reach up to the midrib breaking into several leaflets a bud is seen in the axil of the petiole in simple and compound leaves but not in the axil of the leaflets of the compound leaf the compound leaves are of two types they may be pinnately compound or palmately compound let's understand both of them pinnately compound leaf in this many leaflets are present on a common axis the rachis which represents the midrib of the leaf example as you see in case of neem palmately compound leaf in this type leaflets are attached to a common point at the tip of the petiole example as we see in case of silk cotton that means there are a bunch of leaves at one end next point 
about the leaf phyllotaxy what is phyllotaxy it is a pattern of arrangement of leaves on the stem or branch it may be of three types alternate the first one opposite the second one and oral the third one what are they let's understand alternate in this type a single leaf arises at each node in alternate manner example as we see in case of china rose mustard and sunflower plants opposite in this a pair of leaves arise at each node and lie opposite to each other example calotropes and guava plant oral in this type more than two leaves arise at a node and form a oral example alsotonia now let's look into the modifications of leaves leaves are modified to perform functions other than photosynthesis example tendrils the first one spines the second one fleshy leaves the third one tendrils they are meant for climbing example pea plants spines they are meant for defense example cacti or even in opuntia fleshy leaves they help to store food example onion and garlic in plants such as australian acacia the leaves are small and short lived the petioles in these plants expand become green and synthesize food leaves of some insectivorous plants are also modified example pitcher plant venus flytrap plants etc they are modified to hold the insects in our next audio session let's discuss about the flower and the inflorescence keep practicing all the best hello dear students welcome to this episode of learning of the morphology in flowering plants in this episode we are going to understand more about the flower and the inflorescence what is a flower a flower is a modified shoot wherein the shoot apical meristem changes into a floral meristem shoot apical meristem changes into a floral meristem this is the point to remember next internodes do not elongate and the axis gets condensed to form the flower the apex produces different kinds of floral appendages laterally at successive nodes instead of leaves floral appendages are produced laterally instead of the formation of leaves when a shoot tip transforms into a flower it is solitary alone the arrangement of clusters of flowers on the floral axis is called by the name as inflorescence based on whether the apex gets converted into a flower or continues to grow inflorescences are of two types namely racemous inflorescences cymose inflorescences let's understand both of them in bit more detail racemous inflorescences in this type of inflorescences the main axis continues to grow flowers are born laterally in a acropetal succession what do we mean by acropetal succession in this type of succession 
newly formed flowers are at the top that are the young flowers are at the top while the old flowers are at the bottom next type of inflorescence cymose inflorescence in this type of inflorescence axis terminates in a flower therefore it has got only limited growth and flowers are born in basipetal succession what is basipetal succession it is exactly opposite of acropetal succession wherein the new flowers and the buds are formed at the bottom while the older flowers occupy the top position next let's understand about flowers flowers is the reproductive unit in case of angiosperms and flowers are meant for sexual reproduction if a flower bears a stalk the stalk of the flower is called pedicel and the flower is said to be pedicellate flower the swollen end of the flower is called thalamus or otherwise called receptacle it is from this region all the floral parts arise sometimes we may find reduced leaf like structure at the base of the pedicel or the stalk of the flower and these leaf like structures are called bracts flowers having bracts are called bracteate and those without bracts are called ebracteate flowers a typical flower will have four orals arranged on thalamus namely calyx corolla andrisium and gynesium calyx and corolla are accessory organs while andrisium and gynesium are reproductive organs in flowers like lily the calyx and corolla are not distinct they cannot be distinguished then it is called by the name as perianth when flower has both andrisium and gynesium it is said to be a bisexual flower a flower having either only andrisium or only gynesium is said to be unisexual flower flower having only andrisium are said to be staminate flowers flowers having only gynesium are said to be pistillate flowers now let's understand few points regarding the symmetry of flowers based on the symmetry the flowers possess they are distinguished into three types rather categorized into three types namely actinomorphic flowers zygomorphic flowers asymmetric flowers let's understand each one of them actinomorphic flowers here the flowers can be divided into two equal halves in any radial plane passing through the center that means actinomorphic flowers are radially symmetrical example mustard datura chilli etc zygomorphic flowers the second type of flowers power study here the flower can be divided into two equal halves only in a particular vertical plane that means these flowers are bilaterally symmetrical flowers example pea gulmohar bean acacia etc now the third type asymmetric or irregular flowers here a flower can be divided into two equal halves in any vertical plane passing through the center example canna so what's the difference between asymmetric flowers and actinomorphic flowers actinomorphic flowers are radially symmetrical along any radial plane it can be cut into two equal halves while in asymmetric flowers only in the vertical plane in any vertical plane they can be cut into two equal parts so that's how they are different next point 
based on the floral appendages flowers can be classified as follows namely trimerous flowers tetrameres flowers pentameres flowers what are trimerous flowers here the floral appendages are three or maybe in multiples of three tetrameres flowers the name itself is indicating you the floral appendages will be the four or in multiples of four similarly in pentamerous flowers it will be five or in multiples of five next point based on the position of calyx corolla andrisium with respect to ovary on thalamus the flowers are distinguished into three main types namely hypogynous flowers perigynous flowers epigynous flowers let's understand each one of them hypogynous flower in this case gynecium occupies the highest position while other parts are situated below it the ovary is said to be superior example mustard china rose brinjal etc perigynous flower here the gynecium is situated in the center and other parts are located in the rim of the thalamus at the same level ovary is said to be half inferior example plum rose peach etc epigynous flowers here the margin of thalamus grows upwards enclosing the ovary completely and getting fused with it other parts arise above the ovary the ovary in this case is said to be inferior example guava cucumber ray florets of sunflower etc now here students are expected to remember the type along with the examples that's the point of focus now let's get into little more detail regarding parts of the flower in the next episode keep practicing all the best hello dear students welcome to this episode of audio learning of bic Let's now continue to understand in this episode regarding the parts of a flower. A flower as you know generally has four orals namely calyx, corolla, andrisium and gynecium. Let us take a deeper understanding of each of these parts of the flower. The first part under study is about calyx. Calyx forms the outermost oral of the flower. The individual units of calyx are called sepals. They are in fact also referred as members of the calyx. The sepals are generally green leaf-like and they protect the flower in the bud stage. The sepals of the calyx may be either united or may be free. If it is united they are called gamosepalous. and if they are free they are said to be polysepalous now let's understand regarding corolla corolla forms the next layer after the calyx that is the inner oral of the calyx and it is composed of petals that means units of corolla are called petals petals have bright color to attract insects for the process of pollination again corolla may be also united or may be free if they are united they are called gamopetalous and if they are free they are called polypetalous point to remember here is the shape and color of corolla vary in different plants corolla may be taking a tubular shape or may be bell shaped or funnel shaped or for that matter even wheel shaped next point the mode of arrangement of petals and sepals in the floral bud 
with respect to other members of the same oral is called aestivation the main types of aestivation are valvate aestivation twisted aestivation imbricate aestivation and vexillary aestivation let's understand each one of them valvate aestivation is the first one under study when sepals or petals just touch at the margin without overlapping then the aestivation is called valvate type of aestivation example we see this in case of calatropis the second one twisted aestivation if the margins of the appendages overlaps to that of the next one and so on then such type of aestivation is said to be twisted aestivation we see this type of aestivation in china rose plant in lady's finger and cotton family cotton family the family is called malvaceae the third type of aestivation imbricate aestivation if margins of sepals and petals overlap one another but not in any particular direction then such a type of aestivation is called imbricate aestivation we observe imbricate aestivation in case of acacia and gulmohar flowers the last type of aestivation under study vexillary aestivation in this case like for example pea flower bean flower etc they contain five petals or five sepals and the largest one overlaps with the two lateral petals and these two lateral petals are called wing petals and these in turn overlap with the two smallest anterior petals and these petals are called keel petals or carina this type of aestivation is called vexillary aestivation and often these flowers are called papilionaceous corolla bearing flowers so that's about the different types of aestivation now let's understand regarding andresium the male reproductive part is called the andresium and it is composed of units called stamens each stamen represents the male reproductive organ and consists of parts called stalk or a filament and an anther each anther is bilobed each lobe has two chambers and these chambers are called pollen sacs pollen sacs produce pollen grains a sterile stamen is called staminode i repeat a sterile stamen is called staminode if the stamens are united with the petals they are called epipetalous example brinjal when the stamens are attached to perianth they are called epiphyllous and example we observe this case in lily the stamens may remain either free if the stamens are free then they are said to be polyandrous and if they are united they are called synandrous again there are different types monoadelphous diadelphous polyadelphous monoadelphous here the stamens are united to form one bunch or only one bundle example as we see in case of china rose diadelphous stamens are united to form two bundles example pea plant polyadelphous stamens are united into more than two bundles example citrus there may be variation in the length of the filaments within a flower this case we can observe in case of salvia and mustard plant the length of the filaments may also vary as in salvia the filament remains hidden in flower tube called intros but in plants like mustard they are exposed out of the flower and they are, the such case are said to be extros if they are hidden then they are said to be intros and if they are exposed they are said to be extros next on the basis of the fixation 
of the filament to the anther there are different types namely basi fixed adenate dorsi fixed versatile basi fixed is the first point of our study now here the filaments are attached at the base of the anther that is why the name basi fixed example mustard adenate here the filament is continuous from the base to the apex this we observe in case of verbena dorsi fixed here the filament is attached to the side of the anthers example citrus versatile anther is attached lightly by its back to the filament but swings freely example bottle brush so these are the points to remember regarding andrisium now let's understand regarding gynesium otherwise called pistil gynesium is the female reproductive part of the flower and it is made up of one or more carpels a carpel is again made up of three parts namely stigma style and ovary stigma it is the receptive surface for pollen grains it is usually at the tip of the style style an elongated tube that connects ovary to stigma is called style ovary the last part of the gynesium it is the enlarged basal part on which the styles lie each ovary bears one or more ovules attached to the flattened cushion like structure called placenta after fertilization an ovary develops into fruit and ovule into seed on the basis of number of carpels the ovary has the ovary is divided into different types namely monocarpellary bicarpellary tricarpellary or tetracarpellary monocarpellary we observe in case of gram bicarpellary in case of petunia tricarpellary in case of lily tetracarpellary in case of datura on the basis of the fact whether the carpels are united or free they are called apocarpus and syncarpus ovary if the carpels are free then they are called apocarpus this we observe in case of custard apple apple and rose and if the carpels are fused then they are called as syncarpus this we observe in case of china rose mustard and tomato on the basis of the number of locules they possess they are again divided into unilocular bilocular trilocular tetralocular or multilocular now let's understand regarding placentation placentation is the arrangement of ovules within the ovary it is of different types namely marginal placentation axial placentation parietal placentation free central placentation basal placentation let's understand each one of them first type of placentation under study marginal placentation in case of marginal placentation ovules are attached at the margin of the ovary on the ventral suture example p axial placentation ovules are born on or the center of the multilocular ovary example tomato china rose and citrus plants parietal placentation here the ovules develop on the inner wall of the ovary or on the peripheral part ovary is one chambered 
but it becomes too chambered due to the formation of false septum this we observe in case of mustard and argimone basal placentation here the placenta develops at the base of the ovary and a single ovule is attached to it example sunflower marigold etc the last type of placentation under study free central placentation here ovules are born on the central axis and septa are absent example dianthus primrose etc now let's understand the last part regarding the stigma stigma may have different shape they may be cap like then it is called capitate it may be disc like then it is called discoid if it is feather like then it is called plumose or stigma can be either having dumbbell shape or bifid or linear or maybe sticky so that's about the different parts of the flower the next episode let's understand regarding fruits keep practicing all the best hello dear students welcome to this audio learning session of eic now let's continue to understand regarding the fruits in this episode fruits any ripened ovary is called a fruit sometimes other floral parts other than the ovary can also develop into fruit this we can observe in case of apple where the thalamus develops into a fruit such fruits are called false fruits next type of fruits that we need to understand is parthenocarpic fruits fruits produced without fertilization are called parthenocarpic fruits example banana citrus pineapple grapes peaches cherries etc sometimes hormones are injected into the developing ovary to stimulate its development this is commonly done in case of lemons grapes watermelons and oranges now let's understand regarding the significance of fruit formation functions of fruit is basically to ensure the survival of seeds fruits protect the developing seeds and nourishes it and fruits are eaten by animals and man thus helping in the dispersal of seeds now let's understand regarding classification of fruits fruits are broadly categorized into three types namely simple fruits aggregate fruits multiple fruits now let's understand regarding the simple fruits what are simple fruits fruits develops from a single ovary of a single flower are called simple fruits say for example mango brinjal what are aggregate fruits fruits develop from several free carpels of a single apocarpus flower example custard apple that is anona squamosa the third type of fruit multiple fruit multiple fruits develops from the flower of the complete inflorescence one whole inflorescence develop into fruit example jackfruit pineapple mulberry ficus etc now let's get into some more detail regarding each type of fruits simple fruits as you know it is developed from a single ovary of a single flower it is of two different types that means simple fruits are categorized into two types namely dry fruits and fleshy fruits first concept of simple fruit under study now is dry fruits there are different types of dry fruits 
let us understand each one of them the first one follicle they are produced from a monocarpellary superior ovary which dehisces from one suture only example calatropis the second type of dry fruit legume fruits produced from a monocarpellary superior ovary which dehisces from both the sutures into two halves example p siliqua a dry fruit produced from a bicarpellary syncarpus superior ovary usually unilocular but appears bilocular due to the formation of false septum and this false septum formed is called repulum this we observe in case of mustard so mustard is a siliqua type of dry fruit next type of dry fruit under study capsule they are produced from syncarpus may be superior or inferior ovary which dehisces along two or more lines of suture example cotton lady's finger etc the fifth type of dry fruit under study acne a c h e n e is the spelling of acne a small indehiscent one seeded fruit developing from a monocarpellary ovary in which the pericarp is hard leathery and remains free from seed coat this we observe in case of mirabilis clematis bohiravia the next that is the sixth type of dry fruit caryopsis a small indehiscent one seeded fruit developing from a monocarpellary ovary and in which the pericarp is fused with the seed coat example wheat rice etc the seventh type of dry fruit under study cypsella c y p s e l a cypsella calyx is persistent in this type of fruit and forms a pappus one seeded pericarp and seed coat remain free example of cypsella fruit is sonchus tridax marigold the eighth type of dry fruit under study nut a large indehiscent one seeded fruit that develops from multicarpellary ovary the fruit becomes hard stony and woody example lychee cashew nut chestnut etc the ninth type of dry fruit under study samara one seeded winged fruit developed from bicarpellary syncarpus ovary example chilbil or holoptelia is one more name of chilbil the 10th type of dry fruit under study lamentum in lamentum constriction appear after ovule in a multi seeded ovary this we observe in case of tamarindus acacia acacia etc now there are the 10 types of dry fruits under simple fruits now let's understand regarding fleshy fruits the second type of simple fruits as the name itself suggests it is a fleshy in nature and has many seeds that means it's many seeded fruit with massive pulpy and juicy pericarp generally conspicuously colored example as you observe in case of tomatoes bananas guava etc again there are different types of fleshy fruits namely berry drupe pome now let's understand regarding each one of them berry a fleshy fruit with many seeds are usually called berry it can be hesperidium pepo balaustra 
amphisarca, etc. Now let's understand each type of berry. First one under study is Hesperidium. Berry with a leathery carp is called Hesperidium. Type of fleshy fruit under berry. Example lemon, orange, etc. The second type of berry under fleshy fruit is Peppo. A large fleshy fruit developing from a tricarpillary ovary with parietal placentation. Example cucumber, melon, bottle gourd, etc. The third type of berry under fleshy fruit is Balousta. A fleshy fruit with many chambers and many seeds is the categorization or the feature of the balousta. Calyx here is persistent and remains as a crown over the fruit. Example, pomegranate. The fourth type of berry under fleshy fruit is amphisarca. It's many seeded fruit with a woody pericarp. Edible portion is placenta and pelpi pericarp. Example, HLA marmelos, popularly called wood apple. Now the second type of fleshy fruit. So far we understood about berries. Now we are going to understand about the second type of fleshy fruit namely droop. A droop is a fleshy one-seeded fruit with hard and stony endocarp. This we observe in case of mango, coconut, walnut, peach, cherry, almond, etc. The third type of fleshy fruit is pome. It's a fleshy false fruit which develops from fleshy thalamus. Example, apple, pear, etc. So there were the different types of simple fruits. Now let's understand regarding aggregate fruits. Carpel of an apocarpus ovary develops into a fruitlet. Together they are called a fruit. Example, custard apple. The biological nomenclature of custard apple is Anona squamosa. Each such type of fruit is called it aereo. Then the last type of fruits namely the multiple fruits which actually develops from the complete inflorescence. Often also called composite fruit. Let's understand regarding this. Fruit develops from the complete inflorescence as you observe in case of jackfruit, pineapple, mulberry, ficus, etc. Again in multiple fruit or the composite fruit it's divided into two types. Namely sorosis and psychonus. Sorosis. Here the entire inflorescence axis becomes fleshy and it becomes the fruit example jackfruit pineapple and mulberry the second type psychonus fruit is produced from the entire hypanthodium example ficus dispersal of fruits and seeds it can either take place on its own if it happens then it is called autocory or there may be some external agents to do this process like air, water, animals, etc. In the next episode, let's learn regarding seeds. Keep practicing. All the best. Hello dear students. Let's continue to understand regarding seeds in this episode. Seeds. It is a mature ovule developed after fertilization. A seed is made up of seed coat and an embryo. Embryo is made up of a radical, an embryonal axis and one or two cotyledons. We find one cotyledon in case of monocots like wheat, maize, two cotyledons in, ca in case of dicots like gram, pea, etc. Now let's understand regarding structure of a dicotyledonous seed. 
the outermost covering of the seed is the seed coat seed coat has two layers namely outer testa and inner tegmen the hilum is the scar on the seed coat through which the developing seeds were attached to the fruits earlier above the region of hilum is a small pore called micropyle within the seed coat is the embryo and it consists of an embryonal axis and two cotyledons the cotyledons are often fleshy and full of reserve food material at the two ends of the embryonal axis radical and plumule are present radical develops into the root system and plumule develops into the shoot system in some seeds such as castor the endosperm is formed due to double fertilization and endosperm is a food storing tissue in plants such as bean gram pea etc the seeds are non endospermous that means endosperm is not seen in the mature seed embryonic axis between the radical and the point of attachment of the cotyledon is called hypocotyle and the axis between the plumule and the point of attachment of the cotyledon is called epicotyle in a dicot seed now let's understand regarding the structure of a monocot seed monocot seeds are endospermic though some of them may be non endospermic as we observe in case of orchids in cereals such as maize the seed coat is membranous and is fused with the fruit wall the endosperm is bulky and it stores food the outer covering of the endosperm separates the embryo by a proteinaceous layer and this proteinaceous layer is called eleuron layer the embryo is small and situated in a groove at one end of the endosperm it consists of one large and a shield shaped cotyledon and this is known as scutellum and the short axis is having plumule and radical the plumule in a monocot seed is protected by coleoptile and the radical is protected by coleoriza so that's about the structure of monocot and dicot seeds keep practicing all the best hello dear students in this episode let us continue to understand regarding some common fruits and their edible parts this audio session i have made to help the students for a quick recap of what we learnt with respect to fruits let's start fruit name is apple and it belongs to the type pome and the edible part of the fruit is fleshy thalamus second fruit under study banana type of fruit is berry edible part of the fruit is mesocarp and endocarp by the way what are this mesocarp and endocarp fruit consists of the outer fruit wall which is called pericarp in some this pericarp may be dry or fleshy when pericarp is thick and fleshy it is differentiated into three layers namely outer epicarp middle mesocarp and inner endocarp in mango the pericarp is well differentiated into a thin epicarp fleshy edible mesocarp and stony hard endocarp in case of coconut the mesocarp is fibrous now let us understand the next fruit the third fruit under study cashew nut type of fruit is nut edible part is peduncle and endosperm fourth type of fruit under study coconut 
and type of fruit is drupe and edible part of coconut is endosperm the fifth type of fruit under study custard apple type of fruit is it is itario of berries or aggregate fruit edible part is pericarp next fruit under study date palm type of fruit is berry and its edible part is pericarp next jackfruit jackfruit belongs to the type sorosis and its edible part are bracts perianth seeds next fruit is fig and it belongs to the type cyconus and its edible part is receptacle or the thalamus like we find in case of apple next fruit guava guava belongs to the type berry and edible part is pericarp next wheat wheat belongs to the type caryopsis and its edible part is starchy endosperm the next fruit is orange and it belongs to the type hesperidium edible part is juicy and placental hairs next tomato it belongs to the type berry and its edible part is pericarp and placenta next fruit under study is pear and it belongs to the type pome its edible part is thalamus like the apple and the fig next fruit is pineapple it belongs to the type sorosis again its edible part is the receptacle the next fruit under study lychee it belongs to fleshy type of fruit and its edible part is juice aril which contains nucellus and integument next and the last fruit under study is mango it is a drupe and its edible part is mesocarp so this makes us a easy quick revision of the common fruits and their edible parts keep practicing all the best